Hello. Hi, is that better? That's good. Okay, let's do this. Hey, 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 welcome to Hassle This. This is Elisha Hassler, musings from an ordinary woman in an extraordinary world. And today I have a guest speaker. Welcome, Erica. Woohoo! Welcome. Woo-hoo. So, I actually like for Erica to introduce herself. Erica, tell me who you are, what you do, where you're from, all that stuff. <laughs> My name is Erica. I am a reference librarian. I live in Southwest Florida and I am 41 years old and your sister. That is the most important fact I always like to say. Welcome. The reason that I asked Erica to be my very first guest on my podcast was actually a couple. One is that she's the most amazing, inspiring, awesome person. One of my favorite humans on the planet. Two, she's uh, able to work with me on figuring this whole guest speaking thing out. It's been it's been a t- it's been crazy, but this is our third time, so third time's the charm, as they say. And three, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully, fingers crossed. And the third reason is that Erica has a disease, and her disease is actually quite painful. And I wanted her to talk about the fact that she still has a full time job. And she still does all of these things, even though she is in pain almost all the time. So why don't you tell us, Erica, what it is that you do and what your disease is? Okay. I am a librarian and my, I have severe rheumatoid arthritis. I was diagnosed in my early 20s when I was 24 and it is a very very severe case of rheumatoid which is an autoimmune disease but basically my body is attacking itself okay and what does it attack my joints uh, for the for the most part it, it is attacking my joints so I have had um, 10 surgeries okay. since I've been diagnosed. Most of them are war replacement surgeries, both hips, both knees, and some neck um, surgeries for fusions and plates. And because of my lowered immune system, I actually contracted a flesh-eating bacteria. So. That was the other three surgeries. Oh my goodness. Flesh eating bacteria. You don't hear those words every day. <laughs> so and it's usually not good if you do. So. It's usually not a good thing. So I um obviously I was one of her coaches for most of her surgeries, so that's cool. Well, it was cool for me and probably not cool for her, but... (laughs) Well, it's always good to have someone reliable, so I'll go with it's good for me. Okay. So you are a reference librarian, right? Yes. And what... So a lot of people have 
kind of some sort of maybe even misconceptions of what a librarian does. I know I did until I had a librarian in the family, which by the way, you should always have a librarian in the family along with the doctor, the lawyer, the mechanic, you know, all those things. But what exactly is it that you do? Well, I basically I help people with their informational needs. And that can be as simple as placing requests for book titles they want or movies or, you know, a recipe for different things or what the crossword puzzle answer is for another. And more recently, many librarians, our roles are much more technology-based. I help a lot of people on the computer, whether it be searching for jobs, applying for jobs, or aid, unemployment. (laughs) Right now with the CARES Act, um, getting relief from COVID. And I also help people with their devices, utilizing library resources, or even, for example, how do I check my voicemail? Which I've helped many people do that when they get new phones. So that's the job. Okay, so that's the public side in-house? Of course. um, For the library itself, I do a lot of collection development, ordering uh, mainly fiction materials and large type. I supervise library pages, and those are the people that uh, put away the books. I do a lot of training. Uh, especially of new staff and you know then uh, other duties as assigned as I'm sure everyone else has in their job description so who knows what I'll do next. So you said library resources what exactly does that mean because I think the library is one of the most underutilized places in society as far as in the United States anyway. So what does that mean, library resources? It's not just checking out a book, right? Correct. So uh, a lot of the resources that I help people with are borrowing, borrowing digital items or music or magazines. Um, maybe you need to fix your car. There we have databases, Chilton manuals, uh, things like that. And, um, you know, for the most part, a lot of it is fun informational needs, but also I just helped someone uh, who needed to look for a class that on customer service. And so we have a database that you can take classes like an accounting or a set Excel, as you're familiar. Yes. <laughs> it is the accounting one. Um, so libraries have tons and tons and tons of resources for small businesses, for entertainment, for children, lots and lots of stuff. So I will attest that I, uh, when I was trying to figure out what to major in to get a skill in accounting, I wasn't sure if I liked accounting because I only had, I took the class like, 20 years ago and I did I took the class through her library the accounting class and that was amazing because I was able to see if I really wanted to spend money you know getting a degree in that so kind of circling back between your work and your disability how is it that you you do it now I know you're at this point you're 
wheelchair and walker bound. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. I do it because I have a person that assists me one to two hours in the morning and one to two hours at night on most days. Because without her, and she's wonderful, I wouldn't be able to do many things because working 40 hours and doing everything is a little too much. So she assists me with my needs, which... And that would include? (laughs) Anything between cooking and cleaning and laundry and, you know, a variety of other tasks because some days are more difficult than others. You never know, never know what it's going to be. And and you don't drive, right? Currently, right I do now. not drive. I use, um, well, we have the uh, transportation system for people who are disabled uh, or for medical needs. And I use that to do the things that I need to do around town. That's awesome. That's really awesome. So just kind of recapping, she has rheumatoid arthritis, otherwise known as RA, and it's really severe, severe enough that she's had 10 surgeries, she's in the wheelchair and walker. And so I got to ask you, um, most people that I know, and maybe even if it were me, I probably would just put it in a chuck it bucket and claim disability and you know, stay at home and kind of feel sorry for myself. What makes you able to do all of this? Because I know that you are in pain. Um, my, <laughs> I'd like to think that it's something very inspiring, but really it's, I don't like the alternative. Uh, what's the alternative? The alternative, if I enjoy being a contributing member of society and helping others and engaging with others and instilling the love of reading. <laughs> and so without that, I think I would get very depressed. So when I look at the alternative, you know, there's, I don't like it. So there's nothing better than just moving forward. Wow. The alternative. That is a fantastic meditation thought, which I am writing down. You know, what is the alternative? Sometimes when you don't want to do something or you're afraid to do something, you might want to think, what is the alternative? That's that's crazy. And I didn't even know that because I, I, I thought she was going to say, well, you know, got to be positive. <laughs> so... That's great and all, but not really realistic for everyone. <laughs> that you know what? That's true, and I'm all about keeping it real here. So she's a librarian. One of the things that I go to Erica about are book recommendations. And yes, I read my romance novels, which is my favorite genre because it's awesome and it's got great sex and I love it and whatever. But I also ask Erica about things like if I'm having trouble with my kid, if I'm having an issue uh, with my daughters or my sons, I I give her the issue. I tell her and she will tell me, you know what? There's a book that was written about that by such and such an author. So I'm kind of asking you what authors inspire you or what, what is it that you like to read? Tell me a little bit about that. So, I like to read a variety of things, I whether 
And I always learn from it, whether it be, you know, Machiavelli or Shakespeare or <laughs> I'm going to say Laura Roberts or Nalini Singh, romance novels. I think and studies show that you can learn many things from reading. But one of my pet peeves is when people are ashamed of what they read or say it's their guilty pleasure or feel like they have to lie about what they're reading. And there's no shame in reading. You read whatever you want and you should never ever be ashamed. You and I read romance novels, which often get a lot of grief, but uh, there's nothing wrong with uh, you wanting things to work out in the end and for a genre that celebrates women and relationships it's nothing wrong with that well i agree i used to use i still kind of still use that guilty pleasure because uh you know my husband's an english teacher and he reads dean coons stephen king but when i compared the, the the written word i realized that my romance novels are very high in vocabulary, especially Nali Singh. She writes really, really, really well to the point where sometimes she'll use a word that I've actually never heard of and I have to look it up to see what it means. So my vocabulary is actually better because of the fact that I read so much. Speaking of which, reading so much, how many books have you read thus far this year? Well, I will say I read when I'm stressed and uh, this COVID situation has been very stressful. So right now I'm in about 416 books since January and that's usually my yearly total-ish. Um, you know, desperate times calls for desperate measures. <laughs> Holy <And> moly. <laughs> so, okay, so you brought, go ahead. Well, you know, as I said, it's the COVID effect. So, <laughs> yeah, speaking, speaking of COVID, how are you dealing with COVID? How is it affecting you? Uh, you live in Florida. I live in Pennsylvania. Two states, very different reactions to the COVID. Are you working from home? Are you, are the libraries open? Uh, currently, um, several of our locations are open with limited hours, but I am working from home. I am a high risk person. <laughs> Remember that whole flesh eating bacteria thing? Uh, so I have been working from home since March 17th. And in fact, minus you know, being outside in the neighborhood because you can't stay inside all the time. I have only been out in the public three times since March 17th. So I've definitely been home, but connecting with others with things like podcasts and Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, our family Zooms. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I like to throw in technology because it's such an important factor right now in, in society and actually I use it every day. So one of the things I wanted to ask you is what's your number one thing that you see trending or that's an issue or that you would caution people about technology? So the biggest thing that I see on an everyday basis um, has to do with passwords. 
we rely heavily on our phones and many of our apps or sites are auto <laughs> connected and without it people can't access their information specifically i would say like your amazon or apple id or your email uh password the problem is uh used to be you could just easily reset it but in the age of identity fraud companies have made it extremely difficult to reset passwords and that is usually the number one frustration that people have because they never expected not to be able to use their phone but life happens so that is true and i have had an apple id for about eight years and i've lost my i couldn't remember my password twice in that eight year time frame and it was a mess getting it reset because they were i i think i needed to give up my firstborn child also fun fact when we were playing around with technology i realized that i don't have telephone numbers memorized so i only have like my husband's and that's pretty much it I don't even have yours. So I need to get on that and at least have three emergency telephone numbers memorized so that I can call, right? <laughs> yes, I have yours. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no offense, take it as mine. And you know, it agreed. It's it's always good and uh, this is how I learned like you said if you're having technology issues or maybe you're in a hurricane situation where <laughs> the cell towers are down it's just or no power it's just good to know some numbers off the top of your head um, that can connect you with others and even if it's not connected to the person you want maybe they have the connection to the person you want so yeah i i remember three numbers for sure to help me with that <laughs> that is a very very good point and i'm going to memorize your number and probably <laughs> one other person's and that will kind of be my go-to numbers for sure so technology that we were talking about with passwords i decided to see if there were any apps that helped with that and wouldn't you know it there are so the one that got the number one ratings that i was able to look up was called lastpass families it's a password manager app and it allows you to just have one password to get into the app and then it holds all your other passwords so you can have different multiple passwords for different things and it also allows you to store your family so you could have your kids passwords you could have your spouses or friends or whatever and everybody has a different password to get into the app i thought that was pretty cool and it's very it's highly encrypted it also gives you uh, password suggestions that last pass families is something you have to pay for it's like $36 for the year or like $3.99 $3.99 a month if you don't want to pay for it there was another one that i saw called one password and it obviously has a premium if you want to go aboard but they do have a free version that one didn't have as much encryption and it didn't have as much bells and whistles the same as bit warden bit warden that one was also a free one and again it had it didn't have as much 
those are Muslims, but sometimes you just don't need that if you just want just your passwords. So something to think about, but make sure that you have your passwords memorized and what's a good way to do that? your passwords. Yeah. Practice logging in and out of uh, apps and websites because sometimes you don't remember, but you <laughs> you don't remember, remember, but you can remember it just by repetition. Um, I myself constantly log in and out of my Gmail, my Amazon, anything that is extremely important to me. So I will know if I'm at another place or need to use the public computer or someone else's house even, I can access my information. Well, there you have it. So logging in and logging out, that's the best way. Repetition always works. As we move uh, towards the end of our segment, I wanted to give you our meditation mantra for the week. I obviously am going to be thinking about what's the alternative, but the one that I had that has come up a lot lately, it's, it was a struggle last week for me personally and professionally. It's just a rough week all around. My seventh grade math teacher used to say this saying all the time, and I would roll my eyes like you wouldn't, like hard, so annoyed with it. And yet here I am giving it all to you many, many years later. And that little saying is nothing to it, but to do it. And I actually find myself saying that whenever I want to do something that I really don't want to do, whether it's something simple as cleaning the bathrooms or something major, like having a difficult conversation with an owner or with a tenant where it's not it's not good news so nothing to it but to do it see how that works for you it's similar to nike's just do it without the what were you saying the trademark <laughs> the copyright infringement yes trademark the copyright copyright infringement <laughs> Yes. So hopefully I will. I, that is attributed to Nike. I think I got <laughs> all the I's, cross all the T's. My goodness. Well, I want to thank you, Erica, for being here with me. You have been an inspiration to me for most of my life. Our, our high school years were a bit rough, but after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those weren't the best for us. Are they really for anyone? So. Yes, that's so true. High school, that could be a whole podcast in itself high school Ugh. anyway I thank you guys so much for listening I will see you all next week dream believe succeed hassle this